0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Need to hire? You need Indeed. Big news. The Almanac is officially back. The most exhaustive and comprehensive guide to the 2023-24 college basketball season is available for pre-order now. If you go to CBBalmanac.com, link is in the description below, you can pre-order for just $15.99 or 20% off the sticker price. The format is going to be a little bit different this season. Instead of an 850-page PDF, you'll be getting access to the full site with league-by-league PDFs available for download. The preview will be live on september 20th so you have until then to be able to get your pre-orders in so for insight for all 362 division one teams from their head coaches and the experts that cover them make sure you hit that link welcome back to another episode of the field of 68s college basketball offseason grades and today we are going to be breaking down the duke blue devils who are depending on who you ask either the preseason number one or number two team in college basketball in large part because they bring back so much talent let's roll through it really quick they are bringing back jeremy roach they are bringing back kyle filipowski they are bringing back tyrese proctor they are bringing back mark mitchell they are bringing back ryan young they are adding to that one of the best recruiting classes in college basketball jerry mccain sean stewart caleb foster and jeff goodman's favorite. TJ Power. That is he as good of Power a top nine as you're gonna have in college basketball anywhere. Obviously, they lost the likes of Derek Whitehead, Derek Lively, Jacob Grandison, some important pieces. But Jeff, this is as loaded of a roster as you are going to find in college basketball this season.
2: Wait, we're not breaking down Austin P. I thought we were breaking down Austin P.
1: That's that's the next episode.
2: That's okay, the next episode. Right, good, good. All right, all good, all good. Um, yeah, listen. Um, this was a team that again brings in a really talented freshman class, but the key for this Duke team that separates them is the veterans, right? Jeremy Roach isn't going to set the world on fire, but he's a veteran who's played uh, multiple years. Kyle Filipowski and Mark Mitchell and Tyrese Proctor have a year under their belt now. That's the difference in 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 an era in, in which experience wins. I think Duke has enough of it, and they've got a guy in Proctor coming back who you love more than everybody, and everybody loves him. Like it's not like everybody doesn't like Proctor. You're just kind of holding down the the president of a fan club that is already uh, extremely large because he started slow, but he finished strong, and he's got all the the. Like the skill set, that combination of the size, the ability to make people better, the ability to shoot the basketball. So you put Roach next to him with Proctor having the ball in his hands. That's a really, really good backcourt with some, some experience.
1: Yeah, they are exactly what we kind of hoped NIL would be for college basketball, right? Like you have guys like Tyrese Proctor and Kyle Filipowski, who probably could have gone to the NBA and been late first, early second round picks, and, and depending on you know how they worked out and a bunch of d- other different factors, but they decided to come back to school in part because they were able to uh, make at least an adequate enough uh, amount of money to be able to make up for the fact that they're not going to be getting those NBA paychecks. And the trade-off is Tyrese Proctor might go from being an early second round pick to potentially being a lottery pick if things go right for him, right? So I think that's the benefits of the NIL. My question to you is this. If you're John Shire and you have these freshmen coming in and you have guys that are probably committed to the program, expecting to step into starting roles, expecting to step into 25 to 30 minutes, one, what does your starting lineup look like? And two, how do you balance the expectations of a freshman versus having guys coming back? Like, let's just say Mark Mitchell. He's probably good enough where he's going to deserve to play 30 minutes this season, right? How are you going to work around that?
2: You know know what? Looking back at John Shire's rookie year, and the way he handled Derek Lively and Isaiah White, Derek uh, Whitehead, not Isaiah Whitehead, <laughs> um, the way he handled those guys in the preseason and early in the regular season, I think he'll figure it out. Now, again, yeah. Are are people going to be unhappy with the roles? Absolutely. There, there's no way. Again, Shire's not playing when it gets into the the meat of it, uh, of the ACC play, he's not playing more than eight or nine guys. And then when it gets to the tournament, you're playing eight, maybe nine. So, you know, guys like Jalen Blake's and Jaden Shute, like, listen, it's gonna be hard because you got really good guards coming in and Jared McCain and Caleb Foster that are probably more talented than those two. Um, you know, I think TJ Power, again, as much as you're the the president uh, of the Proctor fan club, I I'm clearly the president and other than TJ Power's family, probably right now, uh the 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 president of that fan club. Uh, I love him because, again, we saw him, and and you you had to like him, too, because he was the best player at the Peach Jam. I know AAU ball is something different, but he was the best player at the Peach Jam because he played hard as shit, he made people better, he made big shots, he moved the ball, he defended. Like, there was nothing that kid didn't do, and he's older. And, And, again, for the NBA, that may hurt you. For college, I'll take an older dude any day of the week. He played at Worcester Academy. Um, and, and I think that helped him. He he's the guy that you fill in because if you throw Proctor, Roach, Mitchell out there with Philipowski, Philipowski's gonna have to play the five.
3: Mm-hmm. He's gonna,
2: he's gonna play a lot at the five now. Um, what do you need with those four? What fits in? TJ Power. He fits in. He's exactly what you need from that group because he can do a little bit of everything.
1: So is that, is that what your starting line would be, is the four For me, attorneys? yeah.
2: Yeah, if I'm Shire, I'm not. I'm way better looking than John Shire. But um, if I'm John Shire, that's my starting five.
1: Okay. So who is the X factor for this group? What is Who is the guy where you are saying, we know what Tyrese Proctor is going to be more or less. We know what Philip House is going to be more or less. Who is the guy that you see taking this team from being a championship contender to being the best team in college basketball?
2: I mean, it's TJ Power for me. It really is because I know it's everything is about TJ Powers. Everything.
1: Yeah, we're just gonna rename this TJ Powers offseason grades.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, it is because again, if if TJ Powers is what I think he can be, he's gonna average 12 points, five, five or six boards, two and a half, three assists. Like that's what you need with this team, right? You don't need that much more scoring. I mean, you got Proctor, Roach, Filipowski – those three, I mean, Philipowski's gonna average what 17? I, I would 17 say or
1: 10, something like that. Right. Proctor's and 10, gonna yeah.
2: average 15 to 17. That's mm-hmm. 32. Mitchell's gonna average 10. That's 42. Roach is gonna average 14 or 15. Right, right there, you get the bulk of your scoring. So all you need is 10, 12 points out of power and a guy who can rebound, move the ball. He's he's the key that takes them to me to a Final Four championship type team. The other guys are pieces, right? You don't need a ton out of Jared McCain or Caleb Foster, even though they're talented as hell. I would assume one of which, one will go pro, one will transfer after the year. That would be my guess because one's just not going to get enough time. Period. I
1: I mean, look, they're gonna if they come back, they are going to be the starting guard in in the role that um, that Tyrese Proctor and Jeremy Roach is, depending on who
2: else they recruit. Yeah,
1: true, true, but no one's. It, it, it would be the same situation where they'd be playing over the guys. Anyway, that's not the point. The next year is not what we're talking about. We're talking about this year. For me, I think the X factor is Mark Mitchell. And the reason I say that is because if you look at the three so. guys, if you look at the three guys that we mentioned, the three stars, three leading scorers, three people, yeah. the first three people you circle in a scouting report – You're not talking about defense for any of them, right? Like Tyrese Proctor is out there because he's a great creator, a much better than the 32% uh, three-point shooter. Philipowski's out there because you know he's a bucket, right? Jeremy Roach, great leader, floor spacer, complimentary point guard, like the quintessential Duke four-year star, right? He is a guy that he's never going to have to pay for a drink in Durham ever again. Um, but Mark Mitchell's a defender. He is the junkyard dog. He's the X factor. He's the guy that does all of the things those other guys don't do that. You need to be able to do to win. And if he could thrive in that, that's not an
2: X factor. He's going to do it. Like, I don't, I'm not worried because I think he's going to do it. That's what he does. So that's why I'm saying TJ Power is the X factor, because, um, he brings you something that people don't know yet. And, and he's just got to fit in to a group that's already established.
1: I am going to I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, the, what you really meant there is TJ Powers the X factor cuz I had to find an excuse to be able to talk about him on this and episode again right. and again and again and again T.J. Right.
2: power cuz um, hey look again, he better
1: he better be good cuz if he doesn't He's going to be not. good. Yeah, good.
2: good. He's going to be good.
1: All right, what is your level of expectation for this team? Is it national championship or bust? Is it final four or bust? Is it a disappointment if they don't win an ACC regular season title? Like what is what do you what's your view on this team heading into the season?
2: I mean, they're top two preseason, but that doesn't mean you go national championship or bust. I mean, that that's stupid in this day and age of college hoops where we see really good teams get knocked off in the NCAA tournament. You know, I would say, again, a top 10-ish team all year. Our
1: partner for today's episode is Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 during the college basketball season, and I loved the impact that it had on my energy levels. I'm a big coffee-in-the-morning guy, but by the time that the afternoon would hit – I needed another boost. AG1 helped me tremendously, especially on those days when I didn't want to get up off the couch and go hit the gym. Their tagline is, AG1 is comprehensive health and the power of habit in one. And man, that could not be more
2: you know, all year, be in the top 10, have a chance to fight for an ACC title, be in the mix, one of the top two teams. And then to me, you know, get to the second weekend and see what happens. I I don't think it again. Yes. I I think in their view, it's final four and that's how they should be thinking at this point, national title, final four. If, if you get to a final four, that's a hell of a year. Um, you know, Shira's done a great job recruiting. We we see that he's kind of stacked classes right now. That's the biggest thing. If you can stack classes and keep, which he did, the the, the core of the team and probably more of the production. I mean, think about mm-hmm. it. Like he he lost, you know, lively and whitehead. All right, like those dudes weren't the most productive guys on the team. You know, they they were both good and lively could be a game changer defensively. And, and that's gonna be the biggest worry, too. For me, it's rim protection, right? Like Kyle Filipowski, I guess, would be like a college version, a little bit of like Porzingis to me, a little bit. Better better inside, but like that type of player, right? That type of big, skilled, he can't shoot it as well as Porzingis from three, but but he can step out and shoot it. He's got to be tougher, And, and he was pretty damn tough last year in college, rebounding the ball. Staying out of foul trouble because you know you don't have Derek Lively now to make up for your mistakes. Lively Lively played the five, and yeah, well, and I mean that's going to
1: be the thing with this team, right? Is they're going to have to win games eighty-five to seventy-five. Yeah. You're not you're not winning games in the sixties if you're Duke because you're not going to you're not built for defense. You're built that's to right. score. You'll build you're built to be they're one. It's going to be fun teams. to watch. Yeah, they're going to be mean, like listen, top five in the country, offensive efficiency, did in the camp Shire ball,
2: plenty in the of defense. <laughs> so this true. team this team works for. Him.
1: True. Uh, I do think that it is fair to set a level of expectation of like this team should be a Final Four team. This team should win the ACC regulars. I think that that's look, yes. The rest of the fine. ACC is not right. is not great. Things happen in the NCAA tournament. We see it all the time. One seeds lose to sixteen seeds. One seeds get upset in the Sweet Sixteen. Like yeah. it just it, it's very hard to rate an entire season on just what happens in the tournament. But like this is a Final Four team. This is a national championship 100%. team. And they should win the ACC regular season title. They're right, right now the second highest ranked teams by most outlets in the ACC is North Carolina. Okay, yeah, like yeah. that's like let's just let put yep. that into context. Okay, um, all right. Grade John Shires off A plus. A
2: plus, A plus, A plus plus. Like whatever you want to give the highest grade, A- and and not so much of like they didn't do anything in the portal, they didn't really gain anybody. It's retention. Right? It was mm-hmm. all about retention. And to keep Kyle Filipowski, even though I think he was going to be a first-round pick, to keep Tyrese Proctor, who I think would have been a first-round pick, w- was absolutely huge. And, again, even to keep some of those you know, reserve guards, Blakes and Shoot, like most most teams, those guys would have been long gone. With hey, the look, we write off Blakes. Like
1: Blakes is going to be a guy that plays he, – he'll play like 15 minutes. Yeah, he'll yeah. play 15 minutes a game. Yep. Well, he'll be a we nice haven't
2: one. even mentioned Sean Stewart. Sean Stewart is a foreman who is ranked as a top 20 player. We haven't mentioned his name yet.
1: Yeah, well, we did in the open right. when we were talking about who's yeah. coming in, but that's it. I mean, that right. tells you how loaded this team is. And yes. look, you're right. It's whatever the highest grade is that you can give out. That's what John Shire's offseason si- is. And I do think that this will be a fascinating test of what John Shire is as a basketball coach. And the reason I say that is I think yeah. last year when – Like he passed that test with flying colors, navigating the injuries he had early in the season, navigating that really young roster, figuring out Tyrese Proctor, finding a way to make him effective, finding a way to go through Jeremy Roach's injury and Derek Whitehead's injury, getting Derek Lively up to speed to the point where I think everybody that covers the sport had Duke as like a top 10-ish team overall When once the tournament came around. Everybody had them making a run of the dance, right? We all knew how good they were at once January hit. And I, th- I don't think that he could have done a better job last season. Now he's coming into the year with all of this expectation. Let's see how he's able to handle it. And I think it's, uh, I think he's going to do a good job with it. Listen, this has been an episode of the Field of 68s college basketball offseason grades. You heard it here first Duke A. plus plus.